Welcome back everyone. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about life, the universe, and the weirdness of existence. With that said, I'm Q. I'm A. And this is, is Q&A. Q&A. Yeah, so welcome back everybody. Um, again, as Kyle said, um, today's episode kind of goes into those like deep topics that just kind of have you like thinking, whoa. Life is kind of crazy, right? Um, so again, whether you're just your average Joe or like your, um, I don't know, occasional weed smoker and you're like zoned out, um, you might find this one interesting. But kind of to kick things off, right, just talking about maybe life in general um, and thinking like what, what, like why are we here, like like the meaning or the significance of us being here, I guess, Kyle, would you say? Um yeah. Do you want to start? Like, do you have any thoughts in mind about about that? Um, you know, in terms of why we're here, I mean, there's so many different things we could get into with that. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a pretty broad thing. Uh, but you know, for me, when I think about it, I think of the fact that no matter what theories people can put out there, no matter what we say here, no matter what people can theorize about where humans came from, uh, you know what kicked off the universe, things like that. Yeah. One thing will always be true. And that's that you cannot prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. Any of those theories true. Yeah. No matter what, it's just something that's never going to be explained. Mm -hmm. And you know, we all have to kind of just go with that and just acknowledge that that's the facts. So for me, one philosophical thing that I always think about, um, is the fact that you right now could be a brain floating in a jar in a lab somewhere and you can't prove to me right now beyond any doubt that you are not no i know like you can try people could try to say like oh well i have free choice no you think you have the free choice and you're actually being programmed in there to think to that. think that yeah you really don't know like you could just be in some simulation and you'll never know and part of me is like, it would be interesting uh, if you could die and come back to life because mm-hmm. I think like, I almost feel like you either die and you're just dead, dead, or it unlocks the answer. Like, like you, you get to the end of your life and then you finally see well, what it was. Have you seen all those stories about kids that, you know, kids that are, you know, probably about five and under, I think is the usual age for mm-hmm. this that they have these weird things. They start telling their parents like, Oh, in my past life yes. I did this. And then oh they bring my them. God. They're like, yes. Oh, I lived in this house. And they mm-hmm. bring them to an actual house and like explain things from lives that actually happened. Yes. You know, there, there's some of those things that I read and some of those stories that I'm like, you can't, you can't explain that. No, you can't. I actually just got chills as you were saying that. Cause that stuff is like just so creepy. But yeah, there was a guy that literally described in, there was a kid, not a guy, a kid mm-hmm. in detail described exactly how they died it was something he was like a a pilot in like the military or something like that and i was just like what or it's just it's just crazy like again the unexplainable happening uh almost leading you to believe like our spirits real you know yeah i mean that's a whole nother topic but i yeah there's got to be what kind of goes along the lines of the weirdness of life because again like haunted places kyle you can't tell me that some of these places aren't haunted like oh, that's I 100% weird. percent believe in I, ghosts, you know, the stuff. paranormal, and ghosts. you might not you know. see a ghost, but you the 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 energy is there. Yeah, like and you, not to the extent that you know when people see like those paranormal <laughs> investigation TV shows and all like the movies. Yeah, I don't believe in it to that extent. Like, there's 
I really don't think there's ghosts throwing things around and scratching people and demons and things like that. But no, I definitely think that there's energy that's left behind. Uh, I mean, you can feel it in certain places. Yeah. And how else would you explain that? Yeah, it almost reminds me of, uh, oh my God, what's that? Is it Paranormal Activity? No, no, Insidious. It's Insidious. The Insidious movies, I believe it's the second one. Uh, where the guy, they didn't realize, like, oh, he actually got possessed when he entered the shadow realm or whatever by, like, this woman who was haunting him. Uh, basically, um, when, oh, my God, what was it? I just completely lost my train of thought. God, I God. haven't seen the movie, so I can't help you out here. I know, I know, but oh, I was just going to say it. Oh, that's right. So they're in the shadow realm, and what's interesting is, like, everything exists as it is. So, like, we're in Kyle's townhouse right now. You enter the Shadow Realm, this townhouse still exists. It's pretty new, though, so maybe there's no Shadow Realm version of it. But basically, like, spirits of the past where bad stuff happened and they, they can't leave it behind, they're there. And so when he was in his in this realm, he was able to see all the horrific things that happened. Like, one dude, no, one girl killed her entire family. So, like, one scene, they're all on the couch, the father's reading the newspaper, the girl's doing this, and the next scene, she has, like, a shotgun, they're all dead on the couch, and you realize, like, oh, my God, in the past, this happened in this house. This is why this house has such negative energy, right? And, like, what we're, and the sounds and the stuff you hear in the real world is, like, them living their sad reality over and over again in that shadow world. And you got to wonder if, like, the energy's trapped there. You don't see these people, but they're just repeating the same stuff they did in their existence within that location you know oh yeah trust me i know I, I think about that stuff all the time that's creepy yeah and you know I, hopefully you know not to that extreme but yeah i think about things like that very frequently in terms of you know there's some things that get that happen in life and you just can't explain them out any other yeah. way mm -hmm. i mean let's let's go like topical on the news right now we got unidentified flying objects being shot down i just read an article today oh yeah i did hear but there was more than just that uh yeah. that chinese balloon no? that one we know about that one was the chinese spy balloon but now there's three other ones that were shot down um and they i just saw it today they said that there's not spy balloons everywhere don't worry but there's a good chance we'll never be able to tell you what those were what and i'm like at that point, if you're going to tell us, we probably can't tell you what it is. That's <laughs> Why would you tell me? reason for me to be like, okay, so something happened, and it's not just some random object. Because if it was just some random... UFOs. If it was just some random company throwing out some balloons up there, yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah, Amazon was testing something out, and some balloons got away. I don't know. But instead, they're like, oh... Yeah, we don't we don't know if we could tell you what it is. At that point, don't even say anything. I know. You just freak people out for no reason. But like the thing is is like I don't know. It it's most likely not aliens, but no. but again, I do have to say this kind of like almost segues into that is that just the universe in general. So I remember like my uncle is super duper smart, my mom's brother, but like he barely passed high school. He's just one of those people that goes to show you could be extremely intelligent but like not have like basically a degree or anything to your name. Um, and so we were talking one day and he was like, Steve, like life could exist out there, but like, they're not here. He's like, if you think about like how many light years away, like the next galaxy is or the universe or whatever, he's like, it would take them more than our lifetime to get here if they were going at the speed of light, you know? And yeah. I'm like, it's true. So in a way it's like, they wouldn't spend that much time coming here randomly. 
Um, and so maybe we've never been visited, but you know, to say that life doesn't exist out somewhere out there would be, I think like ignorant. Absolutely. I mean, you'd have to be, like you said, completely ignorant to think that we're the only form of intelligent life in the entirety of the vast universe that we can't even fathom the full, you know, vastness of space. Well, I would think it was, it would be almost synonymous, Kyle, with like, if you think of, uh, our planet in general, right? Like, look at, um, look at, um, whatchamabobber, like Christopher Columbus or like early or the Spanish Mm -hmm. settlers that came to the new world, like North America, South America, like they had no clue that even existed. So, but I bet you if they saw that landmass, if they had a way to see it, I bet you any amount of money, they wouldn't think people were there because I think at that time, everything was like so egocentric. I think that's the word. Like you thought you were the center of your own universe that I think they didn't, they would have just thought they discovered new land. They also thought the earth was flat. So. They, did, they did. But like, I don't think they would ever thought that like there were people there. And I think if we magnify that now to our current existence and knowing the universe and stuff, I think it'd be pretty crazy to think like something can't exist there. Uh, it might not be the most intelligent life, but it could be bacterial or microbial. But at the same time, we all originated from bacteria and archaea, basically. Like, that's where everything, those were like the prokaryotes, and then eventually things had a nucleus and organelles, and then came along more intelligent life, which is us, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've seen, it's actually just reading a theory about another reason we don't see things like that, like other species and everything, is once life hits a point of being to a certain level of intelligence the civilizations tend to wipe themselves out. Yes. That was just one theory. I don't remember much of it. I actually just read it last night. But they're too intelligent, and then they end up killing Killing themselves off, off, essentially. Well, look what we do to each other right now, and we're really not as intelligent as they say is possible to be. I mean, look what's going on with global warming. I mean, we came up with all this technology, and you know whether or not you want to be a global warming denier, I don't know how anyone could be in today's climate, regardless of where you stand politically. Yeah, the weather is like... Climate wise, it's changing. In New York here, we just had an entire winter pretty much where we didn't get a single snowstorm. I think the most we got was like three inches of snow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It did. It was zero degrees one day, Kyle. I will tell you, my hands were cracking. Yeah, for like (laughs) two or three days, it was really cold. (laughs) It was brutal out here in New York. (laughs) But then we also have, you know, I was just reading about the, uh, there's a specific glacier in Antarctica that. There's a part of it, they, I think they call it the Doomsday Glacier or something like that. That sounds scary. That falls into the ocean. If that breaks away and falls in, it'll that alone, I think it was like two feet, it'll raise the sea levels. Wait, which what? is enough to put many coastal cities, including like Miami. Florida's doomed. Underwater. Florida's doomed. Louisiana's doomed. And then there's other aspects like closer glaciers to that, that if those break off along with it, they like... It has the potential to raise it up to 10 feet, the sea level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, if you live in, like, the intercontinental United States or, like, the inner of Africa, yeah, probably not the worst deal for you at the moment, but it's going to yeah. affect everything. New York City, they yeah. say, is also doomed at one point. You yeah. know? And how many people live in New York City? Too many. I don't know what we're going to do here, Kyle, because they're all going to, like, come up here. They already are, Stephen. Millions and millions of people. There's no room. There's no room. They're gonna tear down every other tree. Already we'll be the New York City. Here, man. We'll be the new, new, the new New York. You know, all our New York City listeners, uh, we love you, but please stay down there. 
Please. <laughs> There's not enough we, room up here. <laughs> we don't have any more room where we are. We can't sustain it anymore. At least if we want to keep the trees, we don't got enough room. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we have trees, so it's pretty scary. You might want to stay away. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah. But getting back on topic, Kyle, for a sec about the uh, wait. How did we get on the whole climate uh, change and ice? Oh, intelligent species yeah. killing themselves. You know that is definitely probable. I think. You know, it's interesting. Is I think because if you are intelligent, you would think that like emotional intelligence is part of that, and so since things have emotion then and that sways your logic then people end up harming doing more harm than good and i think that's a lot of what we see you know um but in a way maybe some civilizations were able to survive you never know but at the same time you're at the ploy of your planet so by the time you know i i teach ecology the school i teach at, and we talk about how there's been five mass extinctions in the entirety of our universe right Oh, well, in, in, honor, in the yeah, entirety in of our planet, existence. our planet's yeah. existence, like the 4.6 billion years, right? And and that's a decent amount, right? Where the like large majority of organisms just were died. vanished, yep. died. And they say we're on track to have the sixth mass extinction. Um, and we are the issue on that one. Like, so in the past, mm-hmm. it was an asteroid. Now it's going to be us. Yeah, I mean, look at the amount of just species in the past, really in our lifetime and a little bit more than that, yeah. that have just, well, you know either been endangered or no ex- well, fully went extinct extinction levels are at like levels of like 1000 times plus what they would be naturally they suggest um which is which is crazy well yeah i mean but, we continue just cutting down mm-hmm. forests and Forest woods and, and environments yeah. and ecosystems dumping trash everywhere and yeah eventually we're gonna run out of room no eventually things. yeah and then we would die and so my whole thing is that maybe there's in terms of the geologic time scale there's not enough time between our evolution to the point of becoming this like crazy uh, intellectual, like technological society where you could prevent stuff like that and survive, keep surviving despite mm-hmm. Earth's changes and stuff. So maybe no one can, maybe no one has survived that long. You don't know. But the universe is like substantially older than our planet, right? Um, which leads you to believe that stuff that since the very, very beginning before earth even formed on different planets, they had a way bigger head start. They could exist. Um, but it's crazy. But at the same time, if you live that far away from us and you, again, this brings up another trippy thought, the speed of light, right? Yep. The idea that like you see dead stars, the light, you see dead stars. So like if you were like light years away, right. And you looked you just like how we see stars and there might be they might have burned out long ago if they were able to look at a high level microscope at our planet from millions of light years away it would not look it, like us they wouldn't see us they no. would see dinosaurs or they'd yes. see nothing like they, they would, would see pre that's crazy macro scale life yeah. yeah and that's like trippy of all is that maybe they don't even think there's anything here because they can't and that's crazy looking at you know barren wasteland here or thinking like oh there's a couple trees no one you know nothing intelligent yeah but meanwhile a billion years from now they might look again whoever somewhere and might be like oh look there's things there now no i know but also on the speed of light topic is even if we were to this one something that always trips me out 
even if we were to be able to hit the speed of light, right, mm-hmm. and travel at that speed, if we were to even go one year, you know, one light year away, and come back, and come back, everyone you know would be dead. Dead. So that's another reason I don't think we've had aliens from so far away. Because why would you leave? Why would unless you leave? they figured out some kind of technology to reverse that somehow which i don't without time travel i don't think it'd be possible you know that's yeah. the kind of science that just completely out of my realm of no comprehension sense. but yeah like that's something if we were to discover that someone would have to volunteer for that and no one on earth at that time would ever know the results of it no i know they could come back for them could be like a year past and they come back hardly age and everyone they know is dead it legitimately reminds me of season one of the umbrella academy yes yep yep like and like the world's on fire you come back the world's on fire and you see everyone you know just dead like that'd yep. be crazy yeah they could come back and the world wouldn't be here yeah yeah I mean, and look at back to the intelligent life thing look at the weapons that we have here that could just end the world right now within like a couple of days i think about that sometimes all the time like literally one person can end the world right now there's someone in control that can literally end the world right now we, I mean, right now, you know, we're at the closest to yep. like end of the world we've been in a very long time. If that doesn't like just trigger people with anxiety, like, I don't oh, know. It even like, like, I'm at pretty any settled. minute right now that unhinged guy, Vladimir Putin, could hit a button. Yeah, but he's not going to. Oh, no, because, you know, it's that's the reason people don't do is mutually assured destruction. But all you need is that one psycho that doesn't care that anymore. Gives zero, yeah, to launch about it, it, thinking in their mind that. No one in their right mind would actually hit us back. Yeah. Then, boom, it's done. That's so true. Let me think about it. If one country did that, the retaliation from everyone else would be to to wipe that country off the map. Mm -hmm. And then it's either it ends there or the world put into nuclear holocaust. Well, it's not going to end because of the radiation that's going to result from it. Exactly. You know? So it's one of those things where this theory that, yeah, it's very possible civilizations got to that point and then... Or just gone. Yeah. And we would never know. What's a very interesting concept based around that that leads me to one thing I wanted to talk about on this is that atoms, right, are the basis of everything. All matter, right? Like, again, physics studies the interactions of matter. And then everything else, like whether it's earth science and geologic stuff or biology made up of atoms, right? And how they function together and whatnot to form things. But ultimately, atoms are indestructible right but they make and break life itself right Mm -hmm. so like you think of a nuclear bomb it's just atoms right just fission uncontrolled for fission reactions yeah just splitting heavy isotopes um and basically releasing a ton of energy in the splitting of that nuclei right but at the same time those same atoms gave life to us Right, which is trippy. And I always tell my students, they claim that, um, I remember I learned this in my freshman year of college and I was, uh, I think I was reading up on it again not long ago or something where I was just thinking about it, but, or I was telling my ecology class, I forget, but they believe that Earth's, uh, that, um, what is it, life originated at like hydrothermal vents, right? Yeah. Places of, in theory, like high energy, right? And so they believe that's where the first cells formed, um, and I think they believe that it kind of formed, uh, you know, in in bubbles, 
because they gave it a yeah. space to form. They they and they've done similar experiments in a lab. There have been experiments done where they put the building blocks of life, right? Like certain things like in the early earth, like I forget, like certain compounds that were there mm-hmm. and they hit it with like some form of energy, High electric current energy, or heat yeah. or whatever. And they were able to form like ribonucleic acids and I think lipids and stuff like that. Uh, and again, for those of you that aren't bio people, like lipids are basically the things that comprise the cell membrane and were the result of the first cells. But at the same time, right, you have like RNA and DNA, which encode for everything. But the thing that blows my mind is that you have non-living atoms, right? Like think of your DNA. Mm. You have like um, deoxyribonucleic acid, right? So you have, a, you have three phosphate groups like phosphorus bonded to like four oxygens, you have uh, sugar and you have a nitrogenous base, right? And somehow that encodes for everything. In all of your cells, you have all the same DNA, but then you have some cells that that they, they end up only encoding for certain parts of your DNA and you get differentiation of your cells, like the ones that make up your eyes or the ones that make up like other parts of your bodies, right? With all different functions, but why? Why? I mean, I'll just think about that. We're all made of the exact same building blocks, but we just have mutations and no one looks the same. Yeah, and that's weird. No one's the same. There's always, even if you're identical twins, there's always some kind of variation between you to differentiate you. That's wild. It's really weird, you know? And also another thing, along the same lines for the most part, we're talking about atoms, really anything in the world, anything, is just, you know, atoms moving very fast, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So technically, all these solids, and you really break it down, technically aren't solid. It's just particles moving fast enough that you can't pass through it. That's kind of trippy to think. Yeah. yeah, can you really, because an atom itself isn't solid, yet it yep. forms solid substances it based on... It's bouncing around so fast. Well, I don't even think it's it that. It it's just, no, it, no, it's the fact that there's less kinetic energy that makes it solid. Because, mm. like, they slow down and then they form, oh, like, a more right. crystalline right. structure. Yeah. yeah. If it's fast, they're a gas. But it's just weird. You, you know, these are things you're made up of, too. Uh-huh. Everything's made up of them. But they're... They can, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they congeal yeah. into a solid. No, I know. <laughs> just, everything it's is made weird. up of tiny things. Yeah. Yeah. I hate thinking about it. It's just it's really weird. It's really creepy. And that gets me thinking about the human brain and the fact that really all we are is our brain and spinal cord. Yeah. And the nervous system. It, I really do. The rest of us is just filler for that. We're essentially... You ever Steven, do you remember the Power Rangers? Yes. Do you remember the Megazords? The big robots that they would jump into? Oh yes, yes. That's yes. essentially what our bodies are. <laughs> our yeah, brains no. are just piloting essentially these fleshy, fatty robots. Yeah. And here we are. All these electrical impulses. It's so odd. To the point some animals don't even have brains. But they're electrical impulses. Like a starfish. Yep. A starfish uh-huh. doesn't have a brain, but yeah. they can move and eat and do everything that life involves. Dude, that's like... Just through electrical impulses that are shot through them. That's just trippy. 
See, this is what I mean, guys. Like, me and Kyle have and never smoked about, weed ever, but I swear these are like some high-level stoner thoughts right here. And think about how, um, think just think about how fast these electrical impulses are. That like you you don't have to think about doing. Things. We're not thinking you about talking right now. We're talking. Like I talk with my hands. I'm not thinking about moving my hands around. Okay, you're not even thinking I'm about just talking. Doing it. Yes, and talking and breathing. And all the involuntary actions of your body. Yeah. They're just things that happen. But the minute that's shut off, it's game over. Yeah. I don't know. And where does that energy go? That's, well, that leads you to the whole idea of, like, your spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Conservation of energy. Like, you can't. It has to go somewhere. Well, you know, in, well, you know in a way, actually, well, you can look at it two ways. Because you can look at it the fact that. You can look at it in like the life cycle chain of well, food chain ener- type thing. Well, I look at it like energy is, well, yeah, food chain and like de- decomposers, consumers, yeah. producers, but in that cycle. But at the same time, energy is really in the bonds of all matter. So like if you were to break down, your energy is recycled. Um, but I do feel like we are people within a body, like there's a soul there, but you never really know. But at the same time, what I wanted to add to your thing, Kyle, is this is always trippy. You kind of started to go in that way and you kind of segued a different way. But but if you think about your cells mm-hmm. made up of atoms, so the atoms make up your DNA and, and your lipid membrane, everything that makes up your cells, a certain type of cell is like in your brain, right? Uh, and then basically those make up like neuronal tissue in your brain and then th- those tissues make up your brain and then your brain makes up like your central nervous system. It's yep. part of that that you know, one of the body systems and then all the systems together make up you. But the thing that really always perplexed me, I remember one time they were talking, there's that whole debate, like, are you really in control of your actions? And in a way, sometimes I wonder like if you really are, like you feel like you are, but that's like the whole thing of thinking. It's like what I was saying earlier, you can't prove it one way or another. You can't prove it. Like you could feel like you are, but maybe you're not. Like, yep. your destiny is predetermined, you know? Yeah, you but, can feel like you have free choice, but at the end of the day, did you choose that because it was predetermined that you were going to make that choice? Yeah, you don't know. And, like, I don't know. I, I think about that sometimes because, really, at the end of the day, your brain is composed of cells, right? And those cells work together to tell you what to do. Like, you feel like it's you, but you is just cells. And cells are composed of atoms that are non-living but it's telling you what to do. You know what I mean? And they've, I said this, I think, in a prior podcast with the, uh, or maybe I didn't, but there was that experiment where they, I don't think I did actually, they took mammalian, uh, they took rats, right, or mm-hmm. mice, and they knocked a gene out. Basically, um, you know, for those of you that, again, are not science people, knocking a gene out is basically where you kind of just cut it out of the cell line. Like they use certain, you know, scientific, you're trying technologies. to create a mutation to happen. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. trying to create a mutation. You're trying to like knock it out so like it doesn't function anymore. It doesn't produce the yep. protein that allows for this function. And they knocked out the part of the gene that uh, encodes for the chemical in the brain. I forget what it's called. That allows uh, mothers to love their offspring. Yep. And they did this in mice. They knocked out that chemical. And the mom acted like... They had no clue who her children were. Yeah. Like, did not give a flying F, like, that she just birthed these things, right? And so I remember I learned that, I, you know, me, me, Steven, in college, I was sitting there, I was reading this, 
And I was like, my God. I was like, does my mom even love me? Or is that like, is that, is Gen- it? It's it, genetically, it, is uh, it, it's genetically fake. made. Yeah. It's fake. Because if you knock that out of her, she wouldn't love me anymore. Has and to no be idea. honest, I get like emotional thinking about it. Like, I, it sounds so silly, but like, I remember when I first saw it, like, and I feel it now that it, it bothers me because I'm just like, everything's fake. Like everything is pre determined in your head. And if one thing changes, you see people with like severe forms of mental illness, like ticks or other stuff like that, where they can't control what they do or what they say or whatever, like they can't control that. They're a product of their brain. And so you, although you feel like, you know, neurotypical, whatever, right. You feel like you're in control, but you're really no different than what you see in people that have all these, you know, struggles or issues or whatever. And that is like the biggest, like, like mind blowing thing. I think I've ever really thought about that. It like, it almost nothing is real. Also, you know, just the fact that they were able to identify and isolate that gene, that gene that that causes that is insane. Well, I'm also on a similar topic. Um, there's that study and you know not much of a study is an observation i mean it was a study at one point but an elephant if you put a red dot on an elephant's head and show it a mirror it tries to wipe it off it knows there are some animals that do not know they don't know them they if they're looking (laughs) like yo i got a red dot i always have a red dot on my head no no no. they don't even know it's them Uh an elephant will know that it's looking at itself in the mirror no, I know. There are a number of animals, quite a few of them, that have no idea. Oh, they, they don't can look know. at themselves oh, in the I, mirror. I miss, yeah. They don't have the self-awareness to know that's me. Dude, that's crazy. Even if they're moving around and stuff. The elephant will figure out that, that oh, this is me. I have something yeah. on me. And it'll start touching at it. And there's a few other animals that are like, I, think, I want to say dolphins are like Dolphins that are really well. smart. Octopuses are supposedly octopi. Octopi, yeah, come on, <laughs> are really smart supposedly. Yeah, I. It's crazy to think about, like. But that's interesting that they can actually, which leads me to believe that they're just flown around in the ocean, actually really thinking, or an elephant is like chugging along, you know, big body elephant, literally knowing that they exist. Like that just yeah. goes to show that they're aware of their existence, like how we're aware of our existence. Which that's the craziest thing ever to mm-hmm. think about, you know. Can yeah, a dog I, even do that? Can a dog? Does a dog know it's it? In I don't the know. I think about that with my dog all the time. I'm like, do you know you exist right now? I'm like, you you eat, you like to get pet, you do everything a dog does. But I'm like, do you know? Like when I show him himself in a mirror, he generally doesn't care. So I'm like, do you just not care, or do you not know? Like, do you know this is you? Well, I do feel you- like he does because if he really didn't know it was him, Kyle, I think he'd freak out like if it was any other dog. Yeah, that's true. I think he'd want to play with himself if he had no clue that that was him. Are you laughing at the wording on that, Kyle? Yeah, <laughs> sure am. <laughs> he wants to do with that whether he's in the mirror or not. I'm a, I'm a child. Uh, yeah, no. Like that's that's something that's always weird for me to think about is does he is he aware? And like what is his awareness of time? Yeah, like to him how fast is a day? Like he unfortunately we have to create him while we're at work because he will destroy things and he will you know piss do yeah he can't be trusted alone by himself so i always wonder i'm like does this feel like like an eternity for him while we're at work how long does does that go to sleep and hang out and not care 
well, I don't know. You got to really wonder because how long do dogs really feel like you're not there? I feel like for dog owners, this must be a devastating thought for them is like, oh, yeah. how long does your dog actually feel like you left? Oh, yeah. You know? And then think about this. A fly, the lifespan of a fly is about a week. Mm-hmm. So what is time for a fly? Well, do they, just because you have less of a life, does that mean you process things do slower? Do they perceive like a day feeling like years see what's interesting is that we perceive that the shorter you live um then the like the faster the faster time goes by but in a way probably the opposite it's probably the opposite you would think the shorter you live the shorter time passes by well what do you think about humans that lived hundreds of years ago that like the life expectancy was in like their 30s how we would be elders right now people would be coming us for advice i'd be like i have no idea how to even help you exactly yeah so where does that (laughs) where is that line drawn where it's like because we would did they feel like they were like ancient back then because that's just what the life expectancy was but life must have felt so fleeting back then because I would feel like, wow, if my life was over at 30, I'd be like, life's already over. Like you, it, you almost just started. Or maybe that's because of society. Maybe that's because of like, because back then there wasn't school, school for your life. And then, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, yeah. and you start your job. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if we had that same life expectancy, you'd be working, you'd be in the workforce for about seven years in your career and then you die not yeah. even for us like five yeah well because we did like the masters and everything so let yeah. me work let me work for five years then it's time to kick the bucket <laughs> you just get comfortable doing what you're doing so and then maybe it's like... they felt older because you know they grew up they were a kid for a few years it was like all right well we gotta gotta help out go hunt and gather now you know yeah i always tell people that if we were back in the hunter and gather society you I'd... would die no, Kyle, I'd be Steven, a ga- I'd, I'd be a gatherer. No, you wouldn't. You would die. Steven, put, you put me with the females in the group, Kyle. I was gonna pick you. berries. I was gonna pick berries. Wow. I ate a berry off a bush once, Kyle. Wow. I think someone told me to. Oh, Mike, it was Mike Silcato. Mike, if you're listening, I know he's an avid uh, listener and fan. But he, I was like, where did I eat this berry? He picked it off the bush. He's like, these are okay to eat. And I was like, Mike, I'm low key afraid. He's like, nah, you're good. Steven, uh, and I me ate it. And you in the woods behind my house as a kid. Me, you, and Ray used to go back there, mm-hmm. and we would have to, like, hold you going over mud. Kyle, we don't have to talk about this on the podcast. I think we do, because you have <laughs> this impression that you would survive. Kyle, I'm not a hunter. I'm a gatherer. I think you, you're You still have to really... gather in the woods. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to gather where there's not mud. And also, Kyle, I don't think I'd be wearing nice shoes. Well, I didn't wear nice shoes back then you anyway. You did not wear nice shoes back then. I looked horrible back then. But uh, but regardless, I think that I would have, I think I would have gathered pretty good. Mm-hmm. But all I can say is that when Mike fed me that, he didn't feed me that. I don't want people thinking Mike's <laughs> holding a like a a bushel of grapes. I don't know what you call it above me, and I'm just eating it. But he gave me the berry, and like I gotta be honest, like I would have to eat like a million of those to feel satisfied. Yeah. So I don't know how people survive back then. I'm gonna be straight. I don't know. You kill an animal and eat the meat from it. They didn't just eat just the berries yeah well i guess in theory mike could survive on his land because up there it's like all woods so a lot of deer has like a hunting thing yeah which is like hidden in the top of the tree and then he could get he could get berries so mike in theory probably could survive and we could around here too well yeah well yeah but well not me 
Not you. And anyone else that has those skills could. Yeah. So Not long, you. As long as the grocery store still exists, we're in we're in luck. So um anyway, I guess other than that, like I guess that's basically our, our deep dive into into life, right, Kyle? Yeah. It's a crazy life we live. Are we really ourselves? Was this yeah. destined to happen as a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Was this desk? Were we really in control of this, or was the cells in our brain telling us, like, "Yo, make this podcast"? Or maybe not even the cells. Maybe there was just some other force. Oh, yeah, we don't know. Pre-planned this hundreds of years ago that these two dudes were gonna sit up here in a apartment loft recording a podcast about how weird life is. And do people from faraway universes or faraway galaxies, I should say, do they know we exist? And do they know podcasts are super in right now? We're going to have to start shooting our podcast off through the radio waves into space. Well, they still haven't answered the one we sent out like decades ago. So I don't think they're coming for us. Well, they're going to hear the Beatles music in a few years. I'm sure of it. You think so? That's really going to get them to come here, the Beatles? Yep. Oh, Lord. And then Q&A. That'll seal the deal. They're like all the Beatles, and then be like, oh, Q&A? We got it. We got to hit this planet up. And we'll be long dead by then. By the time the the light reaches them, Kyle, we will have been dead like millions of years. (laughs) They're like, yo, this is a great episode. And then they're going to get here, and they'll be like, wait, you're telling me there's like no more episodes? (laughs) There probably won't even be any streaming or internet service around to house... the episodes anymore so they'll have that one episode and that's it dude or we'll be in flames like when the sun turns into a supernova yeah, it's right. it's projected to stop growing somewhere between us and mars so we're gonna like literally be incinerated regardless i always say it doesn't matter if you want to be buried or or cremated because everyone's getting cremated at the end of the day well so life's weird and hopefully that won't be anytime soon yeah. definitely not in our lifetimes yeah, hopefully, hopefully not in our kids lifetimes or their kids Yep, and hopefully not before the next podcast. With that being said, I'm Q. I'm A. And we'll see you next next time. time.